0: Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Muse. And guess what? We are friends of the show. That's why we're
1: here on PWT Cast, man. Listen. Listen to it. Listen. Listening. Put it in your earballs. Ooh. Support for the PWT Cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off a whole ass 20% off and free worldwide shipping uh with the code pwtcast at manscaped.com if my math is correct it's about 14 million balls all right so uh if you have balls head on over to manscape and use promo code pwtcast for 20% off and free worldwide shipping uh and now on to the show
2: The following podcast is scheduled for 1 fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast. Whoa!
1: Bang bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 199 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. My name is Drew. This is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees, We're bringing this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter as well as Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, it is now a brand new month. Uh, while we've been gone, we've had a lot of fun stuff over uh, at the Patreon. This month specifically, though, uh, myself and Drew will be tackling 28 days later. Uh, myself and Vinny are, are talking Freddy versus Jason. Hot Topic Joe comes back to talk Bubba Hotep and uh, Wes Allen of the, the the uh, When Did We Ever Meet podcast joins us to talk, to finally talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, as well as there will be uh, two episodes of Scrum's Detective Agency, one covering the Wendigo, the other covering the Anunnaki. And as if uh, that wasn't enough for you, there would also be a, a free uh, bonus episode with myself and uh, Vivian Urbina talking about uh, episodes four and five of American Horror Story season one, the uh, Halloween episodes. So uh, go ahead and, and, and check all that out. Again, that's over at Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Drew, how have you been? Yes.
2: Uh, I've been great, man. How have you been? <laughs> Uh,
1: you know what? Um, Do anything interesting over the last couple months? <laughs> yeah, right. It was uh, it was supposed to be the summer scrump, you know. Uh, I guess, yeah, I, I guess it it, it it only seems fitting to to address the elephant in the room. Uh, we took a bit of a hiatus, you know. Uh-huh. Um, been gone last few months, last three months actually, uh, almost to the t. And um, yeah, I guess I could come up with something fun and and and, and witty. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from the heart for for a bit. So so spare me, Drew. But um, you're yeah, like, you're like I turned 30 and I couldn't handle it anymore. Well, honestly, but there there so there there's 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 yeah some you know one is um, it is not. I was definitely burnt out doing five podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> with something challenging on top, you know, it was just like I'm already pretty busy with work and personal life. Mm-hmm. What should I do? Add an additional podcast to that? And so there's there definitely was some uh, of that that I was I, I was just a little bit burnt out. Um, but then you know some other stuff happened. I I I lost someone very close to me. They're not dead, you know, by any means. It's it's there's no wasn't a death, but they're just they're not around you know it it sucks because you know the 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 first time they were around the first time they came around into my life i was like oh shit this person's you know pretty cool they're awesome um but then they laughed and it was like fuck that sucks and you know what if they ever come back i'll i'll appreciate it even more than than the last time you know and then fucking to my surprise you know they they come back and i was just like holy shit this is fucking awesome like it was it, it was literally one of the best days of my life um and and grant i know you know they were a little toxic you know i i i talked about this person to my therapist and you know they're like hey their their communication skills aren't the best and there's likely some sort of personality disorder um but you know i was like whatever it's i i'm gonna look at the positives instead of the negatives and and granted This only lasted about three months. Um, It sucks because, you know, like I I feel like, you know, me specifically didn't get a proper goodbye. I I really consider them the best in the world, you know? Um, Yeah. And I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't welcome them back with open arms because, again, there's still so much unfinished business. Um, Thankfully, though, there's a lot of rumors that, you know, this person's coming back at Survivor Series in November. Um, so, you know, we may, I, I may be saying, you know, seeing CM Punk, you know, sooner than, than I'd like to, you know, um, again, that is who I'm talking about, CM Punk, you know, he's fucking gone again and, uh, it sucks, you know, I mean, I get it, you know, Mm -hmm. you you can't just go around punching Luke Perry's son and allegedly punching Luke Perry's son and, and stuff like that, you know, so Punk was gone and I was a little sad about it, so, uh, you know. It's uh even
2: it, if he does
1: deserve it. The what? I said even if he does deserve it. Yeah, you know it's it's listen. Everyone will have their opinions and stuff like that. But it is uh it it it's like, but in my least favorite Iron Man movies actually of of all of them, Iron Man three. You know where the little boy's like, yeah, my dad left, and he's like, well, people leave all the time. You don't need to be a pussy about it. You know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm back. You know, I'm I'm better, dude. I listen. I I have changed. You know, I've changed because uh uh again you you, you 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 can't just sit around being the same old, same old, you know. I've uh become a shoe guy. I, I've I got a yeah, babies first Jordans and uh you know, some Nike Dunks, uh you know, some pandas. You know. Um Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I only those two pair <laughs> right now, but still, you know, I'm just like, oh, I was like, these are nice. They make other shoes than vans. Tell me more, um, <laughs> dude. I've started going to the gym, twice, twice a no, day. I, I, as I look at you right now, you look so as fuck. I mean, listen, I definitely know I'm like I'm I'm f- I feel huge. <laughs> like I, I granted, it. it's all, it's only been about uh you know, a couple of weeks now, but like I feel yeah. bigger. I, and I and I know again, like it's not I didn't wake up one day and all of a sudden I'm I'm a big fucking, you know, uh Miro size or powerhouse hob sized. But I definitely feel that way. I've
2: I i do not know, man. I've heard I've heard the faint shears of meat when you walk by.
1: Meat. Meat. Uh yeah, so that that's been a fucking thing. I've been I've been going to bed early. Waking up early um whoa yeah watching big step yeah i watch a (laughs) lot of tv dude i there is so much tv to fucking there's so much for me to catch up with you guys on um as far as like stuff that i've been watching um but yeah another another fun thing that i did though was uh i i've gone back i went back and i listened to a lot of older episodes of the pwt cast and uh so oh so again first off so episode 189 um Again, should have happened a while back because of the hiatus we took. uh, Since then, missed the four-year anniversary of the podcast, Mm -hmm. as well as you know, like the episode two hundred. I mean, it should be we should be in like the two twenties by now or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how time works. It's all a construct, Doctor Manhattan, all that fun (laughs) stuff. But oh, and and also by the way, I am good. Like you know, again, all jokes aside, I'm 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 well. I'm 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 good you know, like I, Phil, Phil,
2: Phil will be back.
1: Yeah. You know, Phil will be back. Uh, and I do appreciate all you guys who did reach out, you know, the, 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 the Steve grows weed, the drugs, Bellanies, the, the Dicky birds, all, all you guys that reached out and stuff like that is obviously as well as the, you know, the people that were, were, were here for me when I needed them and stuff like that. It is much appreciated. I, I very much did miss this podcast. I just didn't, yeah, you know, I wasn't in the right headspace. Um, you know but you know and, and and positively i didn't rewatch the leftovers and slash or get a tattoo so you know both good signs it's of my you, mental man. health um yeah although uh it's uh you know the the <laughs> october 14th is coming up so i might go get a leftovers tattoo i don't know yet you know so, yeah so sort of just,
2: i i that that clocked into my head the other day because that was one thing we definitely talked about and i was like it's like damn! First of all, the anniversary is almost here, of the departed, and uh like man, what better? What, go get a tattoo. I mean, listen, that was one, that was that was like my fucking resolution this year, and I was talking like I was thinking about that the other day. Where I was like, fuck, I haven't got a tattoo yet this year, and that was like the one thing I set aside for
1: myself, and I haven't gone and done it, and I need to go do it. Uh, yeah there were listen there's definitely there's definitely a thoughts of going to go get a few tattoos which i'm glad i didn't yeah. go get um yeah. one specifically that you can hear about uh wednesday uh, <laughs> on on this very feed as as well as the pwt cast being back um uh scrump music box with brand new fucking amazing artwork courtesy of uh juan of the dead juan like fucking crushed that he's He's so good at what he does. Hit him up if you mm-hmm. need, you know, any artwork and stuff done. But, um, yeah, there'll be a brand new episode of Scrimp and Drew's Music Box as well, talking, um, Tyler the Creator, Kali Uchis, um, fuck who else, uh, Lil Dicky, The Weeknd, God's Hate, like so many more atmosphere. Like, there, there's, it's, it's a very fun episode that we got this week. Again, that'll drop right here for free, uh, on this feed Wednesday. Um, shit but what, what was what was i saying i literally i started saying one thing and see we're back baby i started saying one thing and then immediately got torn into uh 17 other things uh, oh oh
2: tattoos
1: Octo- you, you didn't you know you didn't you didn't go down oh yeah oh squirrel. listen tomorrow specifically though very off topic tomorrow specifically very very big day for uh nerds that is at is as is it it is october 3rd which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is the day from uh, Mean Girls, you know, where it's like he asked what day it was, October 3rd, as well as uh, Full Metal Alchemist, October 3rd, 1911, don't forget, or yeah. 1914, depending which version you're watching. Um, <laughs> don't forget, you know, that's the day that they, uh, you know, which very, very, you know, fitting with, with the theme of this week for my own personal life, you know, is where you set everything on fire and, you know, that way you can't ever go back. Um, that's right. Yeah. Um, right.
2: and oddly enough, speaking of Full Metal Alchemist, my brother's birthday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey,
1: shout! Uh, uh, the older brother, the, Derek. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Not the not the patron. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he should got, s- he should sign I, up. I, for... I gotta get it on there. I yeah. think he he did uh he did uh take part in uh you know getting some uh some fine you know some precision tools for his family jewels
1: so. He at least helped out that way. Well, happy birthday! It is also uh, again because it, it's fucking nerd, and I I have all these dates. Members, I can't tell you when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Well, yeah, July Fourth. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's certain dates I can't tell you about in American history, but uh, uh-huh. you know, on on Wednesday uh you know there's there's a little boy who wakes up in the middle of the night walks out to his front lawn and there's a rabbit that tells him 28 days six hours 42 minutes 12 seconds that is when the world will end uh it's in donnie darko um from donnie darko that's when frank the rabbit shows up and gets him to go outside of his house so that the plane engine doesn't crash into his room but you can hear that review over at uh uh (laughs) patreon.com forward slash pwt cast as well as dude i again i completely bearing the lead we have brand new merch head on over to prowrestlingteast.com forward slash pwt cast there's a whole slew of merch and tomorrow and listen i'm gonna tell you how far i went with this i mean one it's uh it's so uh two new hats you have a dad hat and a snapback available you got two uh sweaters You got a zip up with the front left and the PWT cast back, um, as well as one that's just a regular pullover with the, you know, PWT cast on the front, you get sweatpants, you get shorts, or you can just get a t-shirt, you know? And, uh, of course all that over at uh, a prowrestlingtees.com forward slash, uh, PWT cast, uh, support us, you know, help help support these, these, you know, these boys, uh, you know, and, and and buy a t-shirt. But, uh what do you call it um i i was like you know what i need these fucking like i i want this to look fucking really cool and stuff like that so tomorrow uh i'm gonna be dropping a photo shoot i i, I did a photo shoot with a buddy of mine um oh oh dude listen i am <laughs> li- these these are i don't think i've ever looked this good in pictures my my yeah. friend nate uh you know he's a uh, uh, at He's uh, at Degeneration Flex or on Instagram. If you're in the Chicagoland area and you do need a, a photographer, you know. But dude, he he came by last Monday, and I was just like, um, like I need. I was. I mean, I'm gonna drop them tomorrow, but I was like, I was trying to be sneaky about it. Like that's why I was like, I didn't even mention it to you. Like I think Keith, my my therapist, is yeah. the only person I talked about it to. Um, but like you know, he he's really good. He goes to a lot of like wrestling shows and he'll take really cool pictures. So I was just like, hey, like you know, I i mean these aren't going on the website i was like but i want to sort of promote and stuff like that like do you think you could come by and and take some cool pictures and man these pictures came out so fucking good they came out you know really awesome i already went ahead and made one of them like my profile pictures on, on, on social media and stuff like that um but like Listen, I am definitely going to clean up on hinge with these, you know. It's, uh, I was just gonna say. Yeah, he, he uh, said. You know, he said,
2: "Stay, f- stay hydrated, ladies." Yeah, uh, if not, you're gonna get trapped.
1: Yeah, you know, he said. He was like, <laughs> "He's like a photo shoot guarantees a spike in hinge likes or money back." So uh, head on over, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com dot com forward slash cast and again, pick up a t shirt, a hat. I've got, I got some cool stickers too that I'll go ahead and, and throw in there for you guys. Um and uh yeah uh fuck what should i i i we're not gonna go on too long because again uh, this week we do have uh my buddy chris delando um who works over at read pop read pop for for those who don't know they put on a bunch of you know they put on new york comic con um emerald city they put on a bunch of conventions uh around the country you'll hear him talk about it um but i did again so uh, very quickly so for next week next week is episode 200 um there is a friend who I had reached out to. They are back on the road right now. So I don't know if they will be on for episode 200, which is fine. You know, as, as, as if, if they can't make it for episode 200, I am not promising anyone, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but if that doesn't come to fruition, then it'll just be myself and drew, you know, for re- regular episode two episode 200, uh, so i just wanted to give that out but as well it's again thank you to to everyone who's who supported us on this journey again it's at this point now a four-year endeavor practically and uh you know thank you thank you to you know to to everyone everyone who's ever helped in this be it you know a like and a retweet whether i mean honestly even the past co-hosts of this you know shout out to fucking anyone who who spent any time of theirs you know coming on this microphone and you know and spending their time to so to you know to 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 i quit (laughs) well you know drew while he was here you know but just you know everyone past you know current hosts past hosts past guests you know future guests everyone because again this is uh you know again this was something that i wanted to come on and and do right away but again you didn't need to hear me come on here and talk about being like dr manhattan and then You know, it's just you know, right? But uh, we're good. We're we're we're, you know again, all 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 steam's ahead. Um, and so yeah, so again, we'll we'll go ahead and get into our interview with uh, this week with uh, Chris DeLando again. Fucking awesome guy. Like I, I I was telling Drew, I had a list of notes of stuff that I wanted to speak about with Chris, because, again, he's, he's a really interesting guy. It's really fun what he does for work and stuff like that. Uh, and in typical Kevin Smith-like faction, fashion, I got through the first question. Uh, so he'll definitely be back on at some point uh, to, you know, so we can get through the rest of it. Like, it literally, and it's funny, because even, even as soon as we finished the interview, we still probably talked for another 40 minutes. Like, it was one of those where it was just like, oh, shit, like, you know we've hit the hour mark like we'll cut it off there and i'm like oh i'm so sorry i kept you for so long and then still talk to the guy for another 45 minutes you know but he's a great fucking dude this is one of my favorite episodes that i've done actually and so without any further ado let's go ahead and get into this week's episode uh with a great and powerful chris delando (music) three april ish You know, every WrestleMania time, whenever it's WrestleMania time, I talk about how the closest thing that I have to a religious experience or a church is when we get to work C2E2. You know, like I've, I'm have i fortunate enough that, uh, you know, like I've worked it almost or I've worked it every year uh, with CM Punk. And every year that he's been there, aside from the first year, I I haven't gotten that opportunity, but that's only because I wasn't working with pro wrestling tees yet. Um, But it's always a cool experience. Like Frank and I, you know, we've done it every single time. Jeremy's joined us and we always talk about, again, how like it's cool that Ryan is paying us to do this, that like this is our job. We get to go in and and do this for a few days, you know, uh, every year and stuff like that. Um, And uh, again, like. The closest thing that I have to church because it's like the Mecca for just the all, all my people are there. You know, it's like sometimes you're walking down the street and you see someone like a Marvel T-shirt or you're at the gym and you see someone in a wrestling T-shirt and you're just like, yeah, like that's my fucking person. That's all you see when you're at any of these events, you know? And again, it's and it's not just C2E2 because they're all over the place, but um, of course with this one specifically it's so close to you know so close and dear to our heart because of two people in particular you know these two gentlemen always fucking they're they're the nicest people they hook us up uh, it's it's almost like you know our make-a-wish weekends because it's always just like hey here's this cool celebrity Ah, it'd be nice if I could, you know, go get a picture, meet them and stuff like that, you know, and they're always just like, all right, come on, let's go, and, uh, you know, one of them, he, he's busy with his, his beautiful baby daughter right now, so, you know, at some point, I'm sure he'll pop up on here. Uh, but today, we're, we're talking to, again, to, to to one of those gentlemen who, again, without his help, without his generosity, uh, I don't get to come on here every, again, WrestleMania-ish time and be like, yeah, and then, you know, uh, I saw the Fonz backstage, and he was eating a, a bagel It was fucking awesome, and then Mr. Feeney came in, and it was like, oh my God, so many people. Um, so if you don't like those stories, I guess you can blame this person. But if you do, we'll get to hear all stories of you know fun stories of that nature because again it, we'll, we'll definitely get into some wrestling talk but uh if you if you've been to any of the the read pop conventions in the last i don't know few years you know this gentleman has had something to do with it he's the event manager uh he is chris delando chris my man how are you doing
0: i'm doing well man thank you so much for having me what an intro
1: yeah i typically don't planned those ahead but because you were coming on, like again so you and Gabe are two people that I'm always like it, like the last like few years that I've been podcasting I'm like I feel like these two guys would be good guys to have on but literally anytime it's like c22 weekend you guys are so busy that I'm like the last thing I'm gonna do is be like hey do you guys want to sit in front of a microphone and talk uh but then hearing you on your buddy's Power Ranger podcast I was like oh yeah I was like this guy is someone I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna forced to come on here hopefully
0: well one thank you for listening to that that was a ton of fun and two i love hearing myself talk so i'm more than happy to come on your podcast anytime
1: oh i mean you're talking to someone with 37 podcasts you know like i've and i'm always just like i'll never turn one down i'm like let's let's go on there and talk but um Yeah, again, like I mentioned, Chris, you know, he works for for Pop. who again, you know, and of course, we have the New York Comic Con coming up soon and stuff like that. Um, And I guess my question is, because again, I you and Gabe, we've known you forever. What exactly is it that that you that you do there besides, you know, uh, help help little Frank and little scrump, you know, meet the, you know, the these these celebrities and and get all these cool, you know, experiences at, at C2E2 and stuff?
0: Yeah, it's really funny that you ask me what I do because I feel like I'm consistently trying to explain to my parents what I do because they have no fucking idea. Um, I um, So when I started at like six years ago, I was doing content for the show. So that's pretty easy cut and dry, right? Like I do the panels of the programming. I'm the guy who talks to the studios, the comic publishers, the anime brands, the cosplay groups, like that puts together like a really kick-ass panel schedule. And I loved that because... That was always the stuff that I loved at conventions, uh, you know, the panels, the programming specifically, and, and I pride myself on being somebody who really like keeps up with a lot of the minutia of pop culture, and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to be on anybody's uh, bar trivia team. I I'm a ringer, so please by all means um, hit me up. Um, but as the natural course of of you know careers take their uh, take their trajectory, um, I kind of elevated into event management. So now I am the event manager, um, which is not as easily uh, cut and dry. So you know, if we've got a marketing team, that's really easy, they sell the tickets, we've got a sales team, that's really easy, they sell the booths, we've got a content team, that's really easy, they make the panels. The event manager is kind of like, a little bit of everything and kind of keeping the trains on the track and and making sure all those teams are working towards the same goal and working with each other. Um, When we do a lot of onboarding, Or uh, new hires, we usually spend some time having them get to know everybody on the team. And when they ask me what I do, I'm like, basically, if you ever have a question of
2: who does that and you don't know what the answer is, the answer is usually me. Uh, So that's kind of like the simple
0: way, but my days are sort of anything from dealing with Ticketing issues to helping the content team do this and that to working with the sales team on reach floor plans to working with the talent team on budgets and guests and promotion and all that stuff. So um, just by virtue of being at this so long and, and sort of knowing the whole show holistically, I've kind of gotten uh, I'm I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. Uh,
1: you know, what? it's fu- it's funny that because that that is typically the answer that like myself and frank will also give like jack kind of do a little bit of everything you know because i feel like you know it's very similar in that like if you just learn to do everything then it makes it so much easier when it's just like how is this done it's like well you know here just very you know do this and 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 you'll be fine um god that's like i got to imagine too because you know like you so say you may you have your hands in a little bit of everything how often are you selfishly just like, oh, you know who I really want to meet? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, we have this convention coming up. Uh, I, I think Michael J. Fox would love to be there, you know, like <laughs> how big, because again, I imagine you have some influence in as much as just like, Oh, I, I really think people want, you know, Pauly Shore to come to this one. They're like, really? You're like, yeah, yeah, no, people really want Pauly Shore to come to this.
0: Open up the checkbook. We want Tom Cruise to come to all of our shows next year. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um,
0: I um, I definitely will put my finger on the scale <laughs> occasionally when it comes to that sort of thing if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I am the person who now keeps the budget, um, that does take priority. But like I will be the first to say this person of this particularly niche fandom that I I prescribe to um, is somebody that would be a real benefit to the show. And truthfully, that's kind of what happened with c 2 as we pushed into wrestling and i mean that's a that's a that's a like a tried and true wrestling show now and it has been for a number of years and like i i can't take all of the credit there because you know gabe gets a lot of credit too And, and we were just really in the right place at the right time but um we had to we had to sell that a little bit internally um you know as as far as you know where indie wrestling was in like 2018, 2019. Um, obviously, this is like a pre-AEW days, but it, it was it was not uh, a sure thing to bring in, you know, heavy-hitting wrestling guests, and then we made the case for it, and sort of the rest is the story now, like you said in your wonderful intro, like our Wrestling teases is to Two every year, we love having you guys there.
1: Yeah, like, I remember the first year that it was, I think it was in conjunction with Revolution, where it was like, because, Again, like, we, at that point, we'd been there every year for, like, three years, and, and it's funny because, like, I think there is that underestimation of wrestling fans is, like, they will show up because, you know, like, I, like, in conversations with Punk, he'd always be, like, I don't know, like, do you think anyone's, the conversation would always, like, you think anyone's gonna show up? And we're, like, people are gonna show up. And while you would see a lot of, like, the same faces, you would still see like a lot of new people, and you know, I, like, I remember when Ryan was like, "Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have this big area. We're gonna have all these people." And like, I remember there being some trepidation where it's like, "But, like, what? What if no one shows up?" And I remember like seeing the lines, and it was just one of those things where it's like, "Oh fuck!" Like, yeah, of course, because that's the thing. Like, I was just recently at a convention, and it shocked me that there was there was no wrestling because even then typically at some of those conventions you'll see like a like a hacksaw Jim Duggan or a sergeant slaughter or something but this one had there were so many wrestling shirts that we saw cuz i mean of course it's us so it's always like oh there's one of ours oh there's one of ours but there was like no wrestling there and like to me you know the wrestling fandom is just as much of a you know like it's similar to like the marvel fan base or the star wars fan base where like it's all there but i think there's still this weird like no no, no, that's just like wrestling those people won't those people don't like to show up and spend money and it's like yeah man you book you know you book the undertaker guess who's gonna show up every undertaker fan you know from the last like 30 years um yeah that that one year though that we did it with AEW before revolution like i still were like I, I still we still talk about that one because it was just such like a it was just such a fun weekend. Um even though I like that Saturday I got food poisoning I got food poisoning, but like the <laughs> night before, spent that morning uh like because I was just throwing up so much the night before they had to hook me up to an IV and like uh what do you call it? Um rehydrate me, basically. And Ryan's like, Oh, so you're not gonna go to revolution? And I'm like did they take my legs? Like, no, I'm still going to show up. I'll take this banana bag to my thigh and I'll be there. Oh, yeah, and me thinking I would be fine, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, I feel terrible. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. And having to, like, seeing everyone eat, like, all, like, the gross convention food, but I'm like, I have not eaten anything in 24 yeah. hours. I, mean,
0: I love McCormick Place more than anybody on planet Earth, and after what is dumb shit, so I'm, I'm there with
1: you. And said too, that is what I love about you guys Is you guys have it at the McCormick Place Which is just so big And there's so much space And, you know, can't be said for all the other conventions But, um
0: That C2E2 too Was the, um, the last Convention before COVID We, um, it was, it was Leap Day weekend, February of 2020 And so, like, I remember As <clears throat> the show was kind of Eating up, like, everyone was kind of Having rumors about is this is this going to be as bad as everyone says it is what should we do uh, And we went home that first week of march we were actually supposed to do another show two weeks later in seattle we we're supposed to do our NBC comic-con show and that show got canceled so we were we have the distinction of being the largest convention held in 2020.
1: hell yeah so um, like I- which con- Which conventions is it that you guys put on? Because I know you guys do one overseas. I know you guys do Emerald City. And again, you have New York Comic Con coming up. Like, How many How yeah, many guys absolutely. do you do a year?
0: So I do four. I do all the U.S. shows. So that's um, New York Comic Con, C 2 in Chicago, Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, and then we have uh, Florida SuperCon in Miami. Our team also operates three shows out of the UK. So we have two shows in London and one in Birmingham and then we also that's just our comic portfolio so then we do we have <clears throat> uh, our gaming shows which we do uh all the past shows so if you're familiar with with uh penny arcade expo we do all those uh, and then we have a branded show team that does shows like star wars celebration and then we're also doing the official uh magic events for magic gathering now so we we do a ton of different events throughout the year so everyone's always working on something
1: oh god i'm so jealous of you right now um yeah like and and i think too like because what i like specifically and again it's it's not just because you're sitting across me but with uh c2e2 is that like it has there's a variety of stuff you know like you sometimes you go to a con and it's clearly it's just like there you're here for just the celebrities there's no you walk kind of walk the show floor and it's like it's like oh okay cool you know but like i'm i'm very much myself and ryan every single year we're like we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna go walk the show floor because we're gonna walk away with so with with so much shit that we don't need and then there we are like you know saturday like on our break or something and it's just like with all these bags and it's like fuck. it's like well i didn't spend as much as i wanted to originally i'm
0: under
2: budget technically
1: oh um, yeah that,
0: yeah I, i'm glad i'm glad you said that though like that's, that's and thank you i mean that's that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on and i'm really proud of the team but like you have to, you have to justify the ticket price, right? Like people are coming to see the celebrities, sure, but there's so much other stuff. Um, There's, you know, there's all of the comic artists in the Arms Valley. There's something to do every day. Like I want to, my ethos is that I want you to be busy from the minute you walk in the door to the minute we take you out. Um, Like there's always something to be doing. Um, nothing makes me feel more angry than when i go to a show a, a competitor show and i walk the show floor in 45 minutes sometimes less and i'm like oh it's not all good you know like that just seems like a waste of my time and your time
1: yeah it's and, and again i think you guys have the luxury of it's the mccormick and if you're if you haven't been to the mccormick center here in chicago like it's gigantic like it is just it is very much one of these buildings that i walk around sometimes and i'm just like wait like what do they do what do they do here when c2 and i know they have like the auto show there and like other random like trade shows sometimes but again it, it is very much just one of those things where uh you know like i'm smart and it's like oh no no i'm not gonna go to the bathroom downstairs or, or that one over there because it's full i'm gonna go you know upstairs on the, these random levels and you just walk around and it's that like there's always just there's always just so much stuff going on and you know and again i don't often get to just walk around and and see everything because it's we're typically busy which is good you know i'd rather i'd rather it's like yeah i didn't have enough time to go look at everything because you know we're doing all these pictures and autographs and stuff like that but we do make it you know a a thing to like all right let's go walk around and stuff like that but Again, I often forget there's like, there's all these panels and, and, and things going on. Cause I know the first year, the first year that I went was, I don't, it, it was, I think like the one of the last times Stan Lee was there. It wasn't the last time that Stan Lee was there. Um, but it was definitely 2017, probably. I think 2017 was the last time he was there. Cause and I would have gone, I think it was either 2014 or 15 uh, when I went. Cause I wasn't working, uh, I wasn't working there. Like I, I wasn't working here yet, but I remember my buddy and I, I, so I spent, I spent all my money on getting a picture with CM Punk. And then me and my buddy each had just enough money to go get a picture with Stan Lee. And again, we were so new to it. We were just like, if we both buy the ticket? Can we both be in the picture? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. And we're like, Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. We're like, Oh, thank God. Uh, and of course, Stan's such a sweetheart of a man, but they were like, don't, don't touch him. And we're like, okay. Like in in the photo and stuff like that, um, but with that said, like who are some of the cool you know celebrities or, or just people that you've gotten to meet through you know?
0: That's a that's a good question. I mean, certainly uh, you and I could go on and on and on about um, the wrestling side of things. Like obviously, I'm a huge wrestling fan, um, so getting to to do a lot of that has been really really exciting for me. Um, I'm a huge Back to the Future guy, which you know and we've talked about it in person, so. The, the show last year actually it finally happened, actually getting to meet to Michael J Fox and Christopher Lloyd together was like a really, really special moment for me and, and uh, I got to just I never get to actually sit and watch any panels anymore. That's just unfortunately my lot in life. But what I like to do is I like to, to show up for the beginning of panels because that's where, you know, when they walk out on the stage and everyone cheers and like that, uh, that crowd response actually just like gives me the serotonin boost I need to get me through the day when I'm at a show. So I stood in the back just fly off the wall for um, when Christopher Wood and J. Blacks came up for the pen. And as they hit the stage, the crowd was wild. Like I actually started crying. Like, I was just sobbing uncontrollably, it was really like I had to leave. Um, so it, I mean, that one always sticks out to me. Um, you know, there's just so many interactions that I've had over the last couple of years that it's always been just, like, really cool to realize who's an awesome person behind the camera, um, which, because, you know, they don't have to be, but it's always especially nice when they are. Um, like, you'd be delighted to know that Paul Rudd is just as nice as you would think Paul Rudd is. Like, he's just, like, such a sweet, genuine, like, Midwestern dude. Like, that was, that was like, really cool. So uh, just sort of stuff like that is always been. cool. And then I know you're a big Power Rangers guy. Uh, I'm a big Power Rangers guy. Um, I got to meet uh, Jason Darby and Paul Schreier to play Vulcan's Golf, which was really fun, too. They were also really sweet. That
1: was really fun. It's funny that you mentioned the Paul Rudd because um, my Paul Rudd story, you know, it comes from, from C2E2 where it was th- – i don't i don't remember at some point during the week you know like i told frank i was like dude i was like i'm I'm gonna i'm i think it was it was the same year that the the elite were there and i remember i was like i was like i I need to meet him i need to get a picture with him and we were uh not in the green room but like outside of the green room with uh you know punk and and the elite guys and we're you know we're, we're just eating and stuff like that and me and it's me and Frank at our own separate table. We're letting them, you know, do their own thing. And we're sitting there, and Paul Rudd walks by, and Frank just, Frank, look, who has no shame, he just, he's like, he's like, hey, Paul. And he just stops, and like you mentioned, just any, he, he's like, oh, hey, what's up? He's like, oh, nothing. And him and Frank just start talking, and I'm just the, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And he's, he's kicking the shit out of me underneath the table to say something to him, you know, and they talk. He's like, all right, he goes, well, nice to see you guys, and walks away, and he's like, dude. And I'm like, i i froze i was like I, I i was like fuck i was like you know what i was like the next time i see him i was like i'm just i'm gonna go up to him and i'm gonna you know try to get a picture and he's like all right and so we finish up our food and um we go inside to to grab like a, a pop or something like that and i see him sven gully and ming chen standing together and i'm just like i'm fucking, i'm going in like i'm going in for it and it's funny because there is a pic if you if you Ming Chen, he's posted this picture occasionally. If you look at it, it's a picture of him and Paul Rudd. And if you look in the background, there I am, like going just for
0: it. Oh,
1: strike. Yet, I'm like mid stride going, and I just walk yeah, up, yeah, and I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. so sorry to bother you guys. You know, my name's Alberto. Like, I, I'm working the you know the CM Punk booth. Could I bother you guys for a picture? You know, I'm like, I and they're like, of course, they're the nicest people, and they're like, yeah, for sure. And I get a picture with them, and I, to this day, I think it's like I never in a million years thought that I would get a picture. That included both Paul Rudd and Sven Gulley. Like, just to, you know, it just you don't expect those sort of things. And I think that's the wonderful thing about conventions that, like, oftentimes that sort of stuff happens, you know, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I ran into Tom Kenny and, you know, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. And I got a picture with both of them. You know, it's just like the random sort of... Right place, right time. Yeah. Sort of right.
0: is amazing, too. Like, he's such a C2E2 staple. And, like, I had no idea who he was before I started working here. And, and you know, when I took on the show, everyone was like, Spanguli's a Chicago institution. You should, like, educate yourself. And I've just been delighted with him since then. And he, like you said, he's one of the nicest people on the planet. And I'm just so delighted that I get to, to like, I would almost call him a friend. Like he wishes me a happy birthday every year. It's like, that's so weird and cool. Like, you know, like he's such a, such a nice guy. He actually came to our, he's a big wrestling guy too. By the yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, when we did our CG YouTube booth at Starcast he was
1: like can i come and hang out and, and so Sven Guli sat in our Starcast booth the first year we did Starcast see and for those guys you wear Sven are he's he's like a he's like he's like our you know he, he's like our Elvira basically like every you, you most people have a regional you know plays the the B horror movies late at night and stuff like that like you guys all have one you guys are right now are like oh yeah it's like blah 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 yeah Sven Guli is is ours yeah no we were at a uh it was like a a jim ross and jerry the king lawler show once and he showed up sans makeup and stuff like that but um i think jerry lawler like shouted him out and he's like yeah no he's like i'm right here and it was just like whoa like that's fucked up (laughs) And, and you know what funny enough like i and i'll i always talk about like covid took a lot of things away from all of us you know, there's no more 24-hour WalMarts. That sucks. Um, th- of course, all the people that passed away, unfortunately, that was tragic as well. But to me, the most tragic, hard, you know? the most tragic thing is prior to that, um, our buddy Vinny, who works over. You know, he he works with us. He he here in Chicago, he has. It's called the Horror House, which is like it's a horror themed store. Like it's just straight up, just all. It's not like a weird little niche corner, you know. And so he has connections with all these people and he he knows Sven Gulli and I remember he comes up to me and he goes hey he goes would you ever want a podcast with Sven Gulli? and I'm like would I ever want a podcast with Sven Gulli? yeah of course he goes okay he goes I think I might be able to make that happen but the people said you would have to go to his studio and do it because he and I was like are you telling me I get to sit in the coffin and they can throw the rubber chickens at me? I was like, I will like, and I was and again. It was one of those like, is this some sort of make a wish thing? And no one's like, this is how I'm finding out that they're just like, yeah, yeah, you get to go to Svengoolie Studio, and then afterwards we're all going for pizza. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, yeah, your parents are going to be there too. And I'm like, what? That's weird. Uh, but it didn't happen because of COVID. And uh, I don't know. I've I just never inquired about it since. So it's it's always, It'll just be one of those big what ifs, you know. We're
0: gonna get that back on track. That's that's my new my new quest.
1: <laughs> oh man, I would again if that happened. Um but who are still, and, and so you, and it's funny because you mentioned Tom Cruise and I, you know, anyone who follow anyone who follows you on Instagram knows uh you know, they might be shocked that yeah you you might you know, you're a fan of those uh, Mission Impossible movies. Um who's is he one of those people that like who's left that you're just like I need to get I need to try and get this person. So
0: uh, it's well I everyone always asks me who my people would be that like I would, I would kill to have in a show. And I've given this quite a bit of thought and I will get to it, but I will, uh, I mean, this is an auditory medium, so your listeners are not going to be able to see this. But when I was at San Diego, I passed by one of those autographed booths and I did in fact, buy a signed Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible 3, (laughs) which I'm very excited to finally hang on the wall. Um, But yeah, um, my, my top three, um, one is kind of a little bit of a cheat. But um, it, this will also probably tell you quite a bit about me um, personally when you hear my three picks um, would be Tom Cruise, um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, which is because <sighs> mm-hmm. two people um, and Jack Black. So those are like my three like I would I would kill for that photo and autograph
1: that. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Like I like and I don't do Trey and Matt do any anything like. I don't think so. I mean, they don't really have to, you know, like,
0: look, I, you know, they're, they're, you know, somebody backed up the a yacht full of money for them for this South Park Street, right? So I would imagine they probably don't have much interest or, or just, you know, probably won't ever do it. So you never
1: know. Yeah, which is wild, because like, I feel like those two are people that like, if you like, I'm shocked, they don't have some sort of podcast or some sort of like like even when you watch though what, what is it like the seven day like the documentary on how they just yeah. i think that's probably why they don't do any conventions because they're like we're trying to they're always working on something yeah they're always working on something uh god yeah a friend of mine met
0: them i'm really jealous he went to like opening night of previews book of mormon got like 15 years ago or whatever and they were there he's got a picture of them and i'm still jealous about it all this these years later clearly because we've all moved on and he probably
1: doesn't even give it a second thought. I'm right? still stuck in the back of my brain that I had <laughs> Jack Black too. He's one of those people that, and I, I think very much like Paul Rudd, where it's like sometimes I, I think you know, and it happens with wrestling, it happens with musicians, it happens with any sort of celebrity. Where sometimes like you you know, it's a bummer when you're like, oh, I can't wait to meet this person, and you meet them, and you're like, oh, okay. But like I like I've never heard or read. Or seen anything that if that's anything but like Jack Black is the most upstanding like chillest everyone dude. Loves. Yeah,
0: yeah, everyone loves. We did a uh, when we were during the pandemic, we did a lot of virtual panels and things. And Tenacious D had a graphic novel that was coming out in like 2020 for the Band graphics. and so one of my colleagues got to spend like an hour on Zoom with Jack Black and Kyle Gass, and I'm still upset about that. Um, but on the flip side, I got to spend
1: like an hour on Zoom with Keanu Reeves while he was promoting his program. So I guess. How was that? that
0: too, so that was cool. I mean, I was really just kind of like, so we did, we did a ton of virtual panels during and, uh, the pandemic. and The two that um, are still, I'm still really happy about are that one. But again, like I'm not really moderating or anything. I'm kind of just there as so a fly on the wall to make sure everything goes well. But I got to be there and, you know. Um, so it was that it was that one it was the counter reason for berserker which is the um the the comic book that he did and then we did a 20th anniversary or i guess it was 15, some kind of anniversary for lost which is like my favorite television show of all time and, and david lost probably for there so i got to talk to them a little bit which was Really,
1: really exciting. Oh, you need to get you need to get damon little laugh at one of these because i as you were talking to i like i mean you can i don't know if you can tell by the the amount of on my wall, I twice have uh, Doctor Manhattan on there. Um, I don't. I don't know. And on your
0: shirt, I can see.
1: Oh it. yeah, and I'm also wearing a Doctor Manhattan T-shirt. Yeah, so it's like his his version of of the Watchmen. I love along with the leftovers. Like Lost is one of those shows where I I know I when it was airing, I watched maybe like the first two or three seasons, and I'm like at some point I need to just sit down and just watch all of it. I just haven't yet, but.
0: It's so fantastic, and especially if you love Watchmen and the Leftovers. They, I mean, that's a little bit more of a hit, sort of fully formed, but mm-hmm. like certainly um, seeing it through sort of an early storytelling lens and also just kind of network television is really
1: interesting. I'm bummed that he's. I don't. I don't think they're going with his like Star Wars because I remember that it, that was like a thing where they're like he's writing a Star Wars movie and then they were like, just kidding. He's.
0: I will believe people are working on Star Wars movies again. They come out in theaters, and I thought I'd take it. It does seem like every every other day it's, we're getting that. So-and-so working on a Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really, like nice it... It, yeah it, it's one of I'm like I'm I believe when they're like there's 17 uh tv projects coming out because th- those tend to be the ones that come out but like the other day I saw something that was like here's every single star wars project that they've announced and then never happened it's like three times they try to make a boba fett movie uh you know it's, it's just constantly you know yeah 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 we're gonna make this and it's like sure it's like yo we're we giving chris and bird all their own star wars movie and it's like oh yeah awesome um <laughs> I always think
0: we're going to top Andor, so you know we shouldn't
1: even try. Honestly, like you would, ha- we would have to make something so absurd that it's just like that would take away the attention from it, you know, where people aren't like, "Wow, that critically, that is that is very good." It'd be like, "I can't, that's fucked up. I can't believe that dark C three PO, you know, origin story," which I mean is already sort of like, "Oh yeah, baby Hitler built me," you know. But it's like, yeah, no, no, we're we're reimagining C3PO's history. All of everything in Star Wars just from C3PO's perspective.
0: I didn't really think that I would be so interested in a Watto centric crime drama, but chris <laughs> and Alberto really nailed it, you
1: know. <laughs> oh God. You know what? One of my favorite things it, seeing like on the internet, because I um like my first Star Wars anything is space balls. So when I watch a new hope. I don't think-
0: alone though like i think for people of a certain age they probably saw that first
1: i saw it was one of those like sunday afternoon TV, te- you know like movies on tv or something like that and i remember like watching and i was like this is fun like you know it's as a kid and then seeing a new hope and i was like what the fuck is this like <laughs> this isn't funny at it's all nowhere near as funny yet. yeah i'm like this is- doing all the same stuff but it's just not funny because it was like, this is little whiny kid i'm like he's oh, my God, you know, it just won't stop talking about, the, you know, these, like, vapor and why Like, oh, my God. Um, in, in, a, in a similar vein, though, I, I would imagine
0: probably not as extreme. I definitely remember seeing Robin Hood Men in Tights before I saw the Kevin Costner Robin Hood Prince of Thieves that it was spoofing. So, like, I remember having that same feeling of, like, this sucks compared to Men in Tights.
1: Well, see, and I think I went, I, I think, like, my stars, it's, Spaceballs, uh a new hope and then the prequels you know because it's like it's one of those where I like i i understand no no one's gonna confuse andor with uh you know one two and three but to this day it's like you put on you put on the you know qui-gon jinn and obi-wan fighting darth maul with you know uh duel the fates playing in the background i'm just like let's fucking go let's fucking you know like i'm all of a sudden i'm what like uh, you know eight years old again and i'm just like cinema will never get any better than this just sh- ha- shut down hollywood it's never going to get any better than this um but yeah i think uado would that that would be good cool. yeah we could i've do it. you know I, i've always said too like uh i've wanted i want to buy one of those old i want to buy a vending machine specifically one of the like pepsi when they just like had star wars everything you know Like, that would just be a nice piece to have in the house.
0: I'm reasonably certain that somewhere in my parents' attic are a bunch of empty Mountain Dew Diet Pepsi and Pepsi cans when they did the promotion. Like, I don't know why I kept those, but I have them all somewhere, probably. They're probably, like, rotting and filled with bugs because they've been up there for 20 years. But I did collect all of those cans and all of those Taco Bell toys.
1: Did you see... They have... And I'm sorry, we'll get off the fucking Star Wars prequel merchandise out soon, but they have... um, the it's oh, I forget what the little droids are called. Um, the, the ones that they fight, that the Gungans fight. But you know, like the little like spaceship, and they would come out of it. It's like the the big brown oh, ship
0: with the, with the can top.
1: Yeah, and you can put yeah, the cans in there. Exactly it's like two three hundred dollars. So I haven't bought it, but it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, once once.
0: Honey, we've got guests. Break out the fancy drinks.
1: Oh my god, yeah, it's like once once I get a home. That'll definitely be one of those. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like, oh, you have something to drink? Yeah. What, what did you want? A pop? Okay. Yeah. Just uh, open up the, you know, don't worry. There's open n- the,
0: the battle drink carrier and take a, take a crisp Dr. Pepper. Yeah, um, just- I know how you feel though. Like I just don't have any more room for anything anymore. So I have to be a lot more judicious with my collectible
1: purchases. Well, you know, I see that Captain America shield behind you. Uh, you know, is, is that, is that the, the nice signed one that I saw you with?
0: It is indeed. This was a nice gift. Tilting um, my camera up so you can see better. It was a nice gift from um, our our team when we had Chris Evans at c 2 this past year. So myself and our uh, event vice president each got signed ones from from Chris Evans. It's really really cool. Um, so that's a. Um, now uh, my girlfriend is moving in in a couple of months. She has, in no uncertain terms, made it clear that. Many of my collectibles will be banished in my <laughs> office, but she saw that one. And she was like, You can display that one in the living room if you want. So I was like, No, you like if this one stays in here. If everything else is getting checked in
1: here, you don't get to choose. See, and, and it's funny because, like, I've like, you can't, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can sort of see now from what you're seeing, you know, but essentially the rest of my office looks very similar to this. And so sure, it's always I'm one sure. of those. Th- it, it's always one of those things where it's like when I, like I mentioned to you, it's, it's a very weird living situation where it's like, can't come down to the warehouse down, down the alley by the dead end sign. That's where I live. And people are, always, you know, and the girls are always just like, oh, uh, okay. But you know, it's like, I show them around and I'm just like, oh, do you want to see my office where I, where like I do podcasting? And I don't, I don't know what people think. Like I'm like, in my head, I'm like, do they maybe expect some sort of like a radio station sort of setup And then you come in here and it's just like, Oh, that's my Back to the Future wall. This is my uh, Iron Man wall. This is my wrestling wall. You know, and you just like sort of look around, and it's one of those things where I think I'm very fortunate in like, you know, where where it's like if you know if if I get a girlfriend and we move in together, that it's like oh, I have I have this cave here that it's like I don't have to worry about like, you know, like I, I have the nicer stuff that that's nicer to display in my living room, but like you know, this, uh, painting of, uh, Jesus Christ, Tony Stark is Jesus Christ. I don't, I mean, if I date someone who's, you know, uh, clearly I'm not that religious. If this is, you know, sort of yeah, exactly. just hanging here, it's, I don't necessarily think it's a, a piece to have for when guests come over and, you know, it's stuff like that. Um,
0: conversation,
1: definitely. Um, you mentioned your girlfriend and I know you, you guys just recently went to, uh, what is it, the, the Arthur Ashe, the Grand Slam? Yeah. How was that? Because um, I, I know, you know, sometimes sometimes taking a girlfriend to a wrestling show can be great, and then sometimes they're just on their phone the whole time, and you're like, that's yeah. nice. Do you want, I'm gonna go grab, a, do you want something to drink? Okay. <laughs>
0: um, no, it was great. So, <clears throat> um, she knew before we started dating that I'm a big wrestling fan. And so, yeah. Um, when we started dating, she was like, "I have a confession. I really don't like wrestling." Um, and I was like, I, "I would like an opportunity to try, to try. Um, So, I mean, we've been together now for a little over a year and a half. So she's actually been to two our Ashes. But uh, my my big thing was, you can't you can't really comprehend. You can't really answer the questions. You better not be like it until you've seen it live. So. Um, I brought her Arthur Ashley and she had a great time. She, uh, she didn't really know any of the wrestlers or any of the storylines, but she got invested in it in the moment. And she was like, she actually got really into MJF because he has a Burberry scarf. So she just started calling him Burberry scarf. Um, And so when I took her this year and I was like, you know, the champion, he's going to be defending the title. Um, She, she was there and she was like a little bit more invested than she was last year, which was really cool. And so she, she was cheering, she was clapping, she was getting really into it, she was jumping out of her seat at a two count, like, all the things that you want from a wrestling fan. So, it was it was really, really fun to watch. I had more fun just like, looking, watching her face than I did watching the show, because, you know, she was just going through all the manner of ranges of emotions things were happening. So, little by little, we're chipping away.
1: Yeah, I think again, it's sometimes, it's, it's more fun to experience it like that, like, through someone else where, you know, like, and we'll we'll get into your history of being a resident, but it's like sometimes it's like you've just you've been to so much that you're almost like it's got you know it's like oh, okay cool like it's just another show you know like I met like I have a lot of friends that you know they're like season uh, like season pass holders for either you know the Bulls or, or Cubs or Sox and stuff like that and while I'm like sure I'm, I'm sure every you know when they're playing like the Heat or the Lakers it's like oh shit this is gonna be a great game but then every now and then it's just like. It's just a game, you know? It's like, yeah, you, you can go and sort of watch that. And that's why, to me, I like...
0: I had a few beers It didn't really stand
1: out or anything. Yeah, I'm sure it's like, oh, how was the show? It's like, you know what, the nachos were really good this time. Mm-hmm. Last time I was there, they weren't that great, but, like, the nachos were really good this time. Um, and, and, again, same thing with me. Where, where that's why I think the, those bigger shows, because, like, I got, I've always said, like... If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna take specifically with like a, a girlfriend or a date or something like that, it's like if I'm gonna take them to a show, I'm like it, it's got to be like a pay per view, because it, you know pay per view and TV are also two, just two different beasts, you know, where it's just like, why did they stop wrestling for five minutes? Like, well, because commercial break. Commercial break. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but I mean, again, and just from following you and stuff like that. I, I she you know she's very much I, I don't think to to your level but also very much into you know her own nerdy niche things right oh yeah absolutely so she actually works with me um, that's how we met so she is our marketing director
0: for uh, for the shows and so she's got her own her own niche fandoms like that are very uh, the Venn diagram from mine not um, don't cross over but like. Just to bring it back around to what I think is so cool about shows or, or, you know, comic conventions is that there is a little bit of something for everyone. So someone like her who's into, um, you know, MCU and books and art can find something to enjoy just as much as me who's into wrestling and comic books and video games, you know? So like... And we're very balanced, both in our own relationship, but also when you talk about sort of our whole team at 3Pop, which is, like, we've got people who are really, really into anime. And, like, I I mean, I'm not, not into anime. I watched a lot of 2 growing up, and, and, you know, you know, when anime was on late-night Cartoon Network and stuff. But I'm not really keeping up with as much of the, the day-to-day in anime. But, like, I know comic books. I know wrestling. Um, I know movies, you know, like so we're, we're really balanced in that way. So everyone's got a little bit of a niche speak to, to.
1: Where does when does wrestling come into to your life? Is it something? Is it is it? It's it's not. I I can't again from hearing you talk about. it I can't imagine. It's just like yeah, I discovered this wrestling a few years back. It's pretty good.
0: Um. So I like most people my age were very very caught up in the Addison era and Monday. And it was all consuming and uh, you know, it was a, in a pre-internet world, I will never forget sort of coming into school the, the the morning after a pay-per-view when I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And every single person like before the first class of the day, whether we were in the auditorium waiting to get dismissed or we were in the gym or whatever, every boy is crowded around the one person whose parents bought the paper right, before, and he's recounting everything that happened and we are all just sitting there like mouth agape just like tell us everything um and so i was really hot and heavy in wrestling for not five five six years and like many people also my age i sort of fell out of love with it um and I came back to it, ironically, the same friend of mine who got me in wrestling in the first place when I was a kid, we stayed friends, got me, he never left, and he got me back into wrestling around, like, 2013. So we're talking, you know, the Wyatt family's just debuted WWE. And I actually, I, I you know, the, the late, great, Wyndham Rotunda, I, I remember seeing the Wyatt family for the first time. He, I went over to his house, and he's like, I'm going to put on Monday Night raw. And, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I haven't seen wrestling in like 10 years. Let's see what's going on. And I remember seeing the Y family, and I just thought, holy shit. Like, this is a quantum leap in terms of storytelling from where this was when I was, um, you know, when I was a kid. And so I was really back in right away. And this was also right around the time when the W Network was starting. So I was like, you mean I could just subscribe to the service and watch all these old pay per views and like relive my childhood? And then that was sort of a gateway back in. Um, and then you're kind of talking about, the boom of nxt and the boom of the indies and you know the elite in roh and all that stuff and i got really caught up in that um and then i just kind of never left um it was just it was now it's just always a, a part of me and, and my fandom and so as far as my history with wrestling at the shows um i mentioned earlier that it was a little bit of an uphill battle to get wrestling into the shows in a big way but we brought we brought the elite to c 2 one year and i remember you know, everyone at Repop was very gracious and willing to take a bet on it because we were able to show, like, these fans. Um, these fans are here; they're in Chicago. Um, this is the demographic for wrestling fans. This is the demographic of wrestling fans that cross over with our comic book fans and our anime fans and our gaming fans. Like nine times out of ten, if you're a fan of wrestling, you're a fan of something else that we that we you know cater to. So let's give it a shot and. The elite game, um, and you know, Punk had always been there year over year. This was the first year we were like, we're going to put a conceited push on wrestling, and it was just such a huge hit um, that you know people bought tickets. People, you know, they were sold out of photos, autographs. They, they they were a huge hit at the show, um, and it was it was kind of a no brainer to just be like, all right, well, Chris and Gabe are the wrestling guys now at Repop. But who should we go after next? And and then um, we were really fortunate enough to to forge a relationship with. Dana with Mrs. Bat and and she kind of got us you know hooked up with, with the folks at AW and really just right place, right time, we were able to get Revolution as part of CQB2 that year because um you know we were talking about how huge Corbett Place is. Not only do they have, you know, four gigantic convention centers attached to each other, there's also an arena right there, the Wind Trust Arena. Um so uh, you know, as part of our lease for for the show, we we, we had access to, to put tack off the wind trust lease. We were like, hey, do you guys want to maybe do a show here? And and you know, you know, I'm oversimplifying it certainly, but we um we were able to to make something work out with them and it worked out with their calendar and it was just a home run in general. Um, I remember uh, when the revolution tickets went on sale because revolution is in February, we um we had like a corporate event that day. Uh, like, a, uh, like a one of our end of year events for like the whole company, and the revolution tickets a dawn on sale, and I'm sitting there just like you know company event, just like refreshing my phone to see to watch them all sell out, and I go over to um, you know one of my my boss's boss, and I was like, hey, look at this, and I held up my phone with a seating chart of all the seats that had sold, and he's like, oh, that's cool, and I was like, <laughs> no, like the, the blue seats are the ones that are still available, and he would Oh man, that's awesome! Um, because we it sold out. In like, you know, like 15 um, you know, and the rest is kind
1: of history. Yeah, that again, it's one of those like. Listen, I will never. As much as people are like, there's too much wrestling shows in Chicago. There's not enough, quite frankly. If you're if you're asking me, uh, it, but specifically at Trust, because it's listen, the, you know, a little spoiler. Wintrust and United Center. It may or may not be because they're both one is. 10 minutes on bus the other one is about a 10 minute drive may or may not be why they're my favorite venues you know in the city but yeah again it's just to me that year like it sticks out a lot because again because it, it felt like the most wrestling heavy because again even last year um that we were there you know with dan Housen and brody king like i think and punk wasn't there because i don't know i think oh he had a um mma the uh you know the the commentating gig that he does and stuff like that but even with that it was one of those where it's like fuck like well spunk is in there like what if no one shows up and we almost didn't even get to finish that sense because of just how you know like it's one of those things like you mentioned like there's such a crossover of again birdie king and danhausen who we know their names we know their draws within the world of wrestling but to you know your cousin who again used to watch wwe back in the day and sort of stopped and he was like you know is is not like a recognizable name there were so many people who were still showing up and so again that to me was like cool where it's like one if a little bit like you know like punk rock where it's like yeah like here you know here are the the up-and-coming names and people are still showing up for them again as opposed to we know if cm punk is gonna be there you know it's almost one of those things where we're just like you sure you want us here because the way the line's going to be, you know, and, and again, you and Gabe are always very gracious with with the space that you give us and and it always works out, but that's always cool to me, you know, again that you could have a convention in Chicago, you know, the the, the biggest convention that we have here and that you don't need, you know, the undertaker or or John Cena cuz when those guys shows up again, when they show up they're going to have their, you know, their giant tarped off areas because the the lines are so huge and stuff like that. But it is still cool to see, you know, that because it, again, and even with me where it's like even more so with like the indie guys cuz um like I was all you know wrestling was hot same thing for me as a kid in the attitude era but i was you know i was just like oh wrestling no that's not cool like i very much like what you're saying i remember yeah where it's like the the robert was the kid in in grammar school who who had all who would always get the pay-per-views and it was always that where it's like and then undertaker did what to mankind off the cell like what are you talking about you know like it was just one of those things and i specifically remember i and i i don't know why like it, this one just always sticks out in my memory where the the day after ray mysterio debuted in wwe we were like in line for like lunch or, or the bathroom or something like they would send us in groups and they're talking about it and they're like yeah and ray mysterio you know shows up and jumps off the cage and all this stuff and i was like Rey Mysterio that's just stupid name like wrestling is stupid you guys are idiots for this cut to like a few years later and he's winning the rumble and I'm just like he fucking did it for Eddie <laughs> oh my god he fucking did it, you know like just losing my shit um but then you know it's like, like you mentioned you sort of grow out of it for a bit and stuff like that and and again for me it was like when Punk left WWE I was just like oh okay I guess you know and that's sort of when I you know like uh discovered indie wrestling some more and so even now for you know to see again uh, young bucks a uh, uh, brody king uh darby allen you know at wembley it's one of those things where i'm like it's fucked up i saw them at the logan square auditorium with 200 people you know it's like it's barely any of that and now it's like you can't even see it everyone at the shows and stuff like that um are, are there any wrestlers that you know you'd like that you know if again if they were like here you know blank check you bring in whoever you want
0: that is a good question um i'm trying to think of like who's on my wrestling bucket list that i haven't had the very very fortunate um history of, of actually meeting um i i mean i would love to have Stone Cold steve austin at a show like Stone Cold steve austin is my like all-time favorite i was i i got to meet him very briefly and i do have a picture with him which i'm very excited about at one of the WWE 2k launch events in the city um many, many years ago. Um uh weirdly I have not met Rick Flair, uh, which I would like to do because he's he's always around at shows. It's just never I've never gotten lucky enough to do it.
1: Go go to Flair the bar, thing. I'm sure you can find them there. Yeah, right.
0: Um and then um uh the late great Dusty Rhodes would be another one too. Um so those are. I'm sure. I'm sure. After we get off this podcast, I will think of like six other people that I. I I'm sad. I never had not met yet or not come to meet. But that's those are the first
1: that come to mind. See, I've always been too nervous to meet Brett. Like he's been at conventions, and it's one of those like I. I the last the last like WrestleMania weekend that I was at was the one right before COVID in New York, and I remember. uh So, one of the things that Ryan used to do was uh, he would send, like, if I was going to WrestleCon or he would send me to WrestleCon and just collect autographs. I'm like, you've been to the shop, you've seen the massive autograph wall that we have of eight by tens. And uh, we had just signed Arn Anderson. And so, you know, Arn Anderson was one of the people. And it was like, Arn Anderson, Eva Marie, and then like Bret Hart. It was like the way they were like set up. And uh, I went and got uh, Arn Anderson, Eva Marie. And one of my buddies, he was in line, you know, waiting for Brett. And I'm just like, oh. he's like, he's like, you-, you could just, you know, get in here with me and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. no, I was like, I-, I was like, I can't right now. He's like, really? I like, I don't know. For whatever reason, like, I don't again because I've seen so so much of the sausage being made. I'm not often like awestruck by anyone for whatever reason. I'm just like, no man, it's breath of fucking hitman hard. This dude punched out Vince McMahon. Like, you know, I just.
0: This is your Paul Rudd story
1: all over again, man. You gotta get in there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, listen, I again, I'm like, there's very few celebrities like that, and I don't, you know, I don't know if you can see, but right behind me, I have the, uh, at least as as I know, the only autographed Brendan Fraser mummy playset, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and so I'm I'm just I'm waiting for you guys to bring him along, you know, because I I'm one of these people who I at least to see to because I I forever have been a fan of his and it was one of those things where it, when it became like a cool thing to like Brendan Fraser I was like yeah I was like the fucking renaissance and then you know he did the whale he wins the Oscar and stuff like that and I'm just like finally this nice little Canadian boy is you know is getting his his due justice he deserves it too like you know I mean we can we can
0: look back on Brendan Fraser's late 90s early 2000s output and say it was like schlocky low browish entertainment, but the man not only elevated the material that he was given, but was also just giving it 150% for everything. Like you can't you can't go back and watch, you know, the obviously the mummy, but like any of those movies, Encino Man, The Dazzled, you know, you name it, and just be like, this guy committed to the bit. Harder than anybody had any Right to and he deserves all of The accolades I mean that performance in the whale is amazing Ironically you missed him At two re-pop shows because he has not come To C2E2 but he did come to Emerald City Last year and he did come to New York last year So if he does come around Again we'll make sure
1: that you uh, you, get, you, you, can, you can get another signature on your Bummy place in it. Oh god I would just I would lose it Like I, it, Again very much in the Bret Hart situation I'd probably just like oh it's like It, it happened last year when I was just like I really want to meet Tenoch Huerta. I'm like, you know, I'm like the, I'm like, I really want to meet up. And then like me and, you know, me and Brody were just in there waiting for him. And he's like, are you going to say anything to him? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that, this, this, and that. We go up there, we get our picture. I, I think I said, hello, my name is Alberto. And thank you. You know, like, it's very much like one yeah. of those things where, you know, and afterwards, like, what did you say to him? I'm like, absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. I'm like absolutely. nothing. I'm like, I, I, in at least in my head, I think I said these things. I'm like, but God knows if I actually said them. Um, so, like I mentioned, you know, as we just wind down here, uh, next weekend is, uh, you know, New York comic con who, who are some of the big names that are going to be there. Uh, it's a huge show this year. Thank you for asking. Um, we somehow, have like topped our guest list. Our, our talent team did an amazing job. So,
0: um, Chris Evans will be there this year. Um, Ewan McGregor, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Mary Elizabeth winstead the cast of critical role um cast members from guardians of the galaxy um a ton of uh voice actors from a variety of really cool things like some of the more popular animates right now like chainsaw man um i'm actually very excited they're uh we're doing a 30th anniversary animaniacs reunion, so all the animaniacs will be there which is really cool uh, uh i'm a Huge, huge John Carpenter guy. John Carpenter is going to be there, so I have actually like a ton of John Carpenter stuff that I'm going to be bringing to get signed. Uh, you can't really see from here, but um, I have the unfortunate um, niche fandom of collecting like giant ass movie posters. So I have like a ton of, of Carpenter stuff. I have a thing poster, I have a Halloween poster, um, so I have to get those signed. Um, uh, New York Comic Con has, in my opinion, pound for pound, the Best Artist Alley on planet Earth. Uh, it's like 500 tables of the absolute best of the best of the best comic creators. So like Jeff Johns, Ripper Mender, G. Willow Wilson, Jock, Frank Miller. Like, these are like just some of the people that are there. So if you're a comic book fan, like you need to come Artist Alley. There are people who, who buy tickets to the show and just and don't leave ours down. They just spend four days down there just like, you know, getting commissions, getting books signed, getting, you know, buying art and stuff like that. Um, Show floor is gigantic this year. We, uh, the Javits Center expanded in uh, post-pandemic. So there's like a whole new wing of the Javits Center, which is great because it's given us a little bit more room to spread out. So you've got a lot of your regulars uh, that you would expect at a show of this size. So there's a gigantic Funko booth, there's a Marvel booth will be there. Um, lots of cool anime brands like Crunchyroll and Fizz uh, and uh, Konami and stuff. Uh, Crocs is coming, which I'm really, really pumped about. Like w- w- First time exhibitor for Crocs, they're doing a Demon Slayer collaboration. Uh, and then like, I'm actually I made some notes here on some cool things. panels. Um, like lots of sick ass panels for like really cool new shows and stuff. Uh, uh, I'm particularly excited about uh, Apple TV is bringing that new Monarch show that's set in the Godzilla universe, mm-hmm. um, which looks awesome. Um, you know, like at- Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, uh, Disney Plus is bringing Goosebumps, and Percy Jackson. Uh, so you'll get some, some cool uh, looks at those new shows that I'm uh, really excited about. And then, you know, we were talking a little bit about wrestling. There's a ton of AEW talent there. Um, so like Orange Cassidy, uh, Rick Baker, Adam Cole, a couple other folks who are skating at the moment they'll
1: all be there signing autographs and stuff uh i i take i take credit for bringing this i I see i actually take that credit but i the 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 closest that i've ever been to the actual new york comic-con was um when i first started working. so eight years ago uh they had the uh like live podcast bus with the comic book men and kevin smith and they were running, like, a Facebook contest. Like, why should you be on there? And this was when I had just gotten him tattooed on my shin. And I remember, like, not even – post. I just posting the tattoo, no reason as to why, and immediately getting, like, the Facebook message of, like, yep, you're in. Like, you just got to make your way up here. And, uh, again, silly me. This was my first time in New York. And so I'm, like, one, I'm, like, yeah, we'll take an Uber there. We'll take an Uber into, you know, to downtown New York. We'll get there on time. I, I I I was very much you know uh 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 like the mom from fucking Home Alone running. I was like wait wait like because literally we were like we just yeah, barely yeah, made it to like get on the actual bus. But again, it was just so cool just seeing just seeing everyone like pile in and stuff like that. And I was like oh man I'm like I get I was like I get why Daredevil loves New York so much. You know I mean of course like Chicago and New York like some people are like they're rival cities. I'm like. Listen, Chicago, New York, Philly, Toronto, they all just feel like the same city, like you're just, at least for me, you know, it always just feels like I'm in a different part of, like, the city that I don't often go to, so, um, well, I'm jealous I won't be going to this one, uh, I'm definitely gonna, you, I, it, it'll be my goal to at least, you know, get the get the big, I know a guy who could, you know, who, who, who could help, so I'm like, it's, it's one of those, yeah, no, definitely. No. Um, Chris, you're definitely someone I'm gonna have back on, because again, I feel like we're Kind of barely scr- we kind of barely scratched the surface of a lot of little things, you know. Again, we didn't even get into movies as much as I thought we would. Um, uh,
0: oh, I got takes. I would love to come here and, and just bullshit about movies with
1: you. So anytime. It is a good thing I have. Again, I, I as someone who loves his own voice, I have a scrum's family video. You know, my own. Uh, 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 movie review show so like at some point we'll, we'll 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 sit down we'll pick something out we might talk about one of those mission impossible movies we might talk about all of them who knows but um yeah if people want to you know what you want to plug anything you know uh people can go find you
0: yeah you could find me um, pretty much on any social media network at delando calrissian um i really backed into that luckily with my last name um and then uh new york comic-con is like you said coming up pretty quickly uh, tickets are still available for thursday and as of this recording sunday um but those are getting a little low so hopefully um everyone who listens to this comes to the show because it's going to be a real kick-ass one this
1: year all right chris well like i mentioned we'll definitely have you back on for a part two and um yeah everyone go to new york comic-con Thank you again to Chris Delando for that interview. Again, the he loves those Mission Impossible kidding, movies. Yeah. Uh so we'll have to bring him on. I mean, he just loves movies. He's a fucking just he's he's a nerd just like us, and that's why I love him. He's 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 a great guy. Um honestly, if it wasn't if I had planned better, I probably would have just gone up to the New York Comic Con. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't plan better. So I'm not going, but again, you guys can still get tickets if you're up in the area, you know, head on over. Like it's, it's always such a fun time over there. Um Ah uh, shit. What else? What else? What else we got? Oh yeah, um so yeah, so again, it's it's been a long episode, so we'll sort of cut it there. Next week, episode two hundred, again, myself and Drew, uh maybe a third member to join our house. Um, you know. I don't know. But uh, regardless, we'll still be here, you know, again, going forward and stuff like that. we got a lot of fun stuff planned uh, coming up. Um, So, uh, yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PWTCast. Again, it would be very much appreciated if you could pick up a a hat, a sweater, some shorts, sweatpants, or even just a T-shirt, honestly. Just, uh, you know, help support us here uh, at the PWTCast as well as Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Again, um, this week... Uh, myself and Drew, we're gonna be talking Twenty Eight Days Later, uh, which was again one, one, one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, even speaking with in the the leftovers, uh, you know, sort of conversation, you know, you may what's his face pops up in that, uh, old Maddie, um, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, Patreon.com/slash/PW. Christopher Ecclesteen, yeah. It's as low as five bucks to sign up Again, uh, over a hundred movie reviews That we've done um, You know, like literally just last week uh, Myself and Drew were, We did uh spirited away you know there's the matrix indiana jones knocked up rogue one once upon a time in hollywood the nice guys back to the future Two. just a a bunch of fun episodes the mummy returns spider-man like uh, spider-man no way home a bunch of fun ones that we've done you know um in the past like uh, just head on over there and you know check that out again as low as five bucks to sign up and uh you know while we're talking about patreon i did want to give a a huge shout out to the members of the patreon who again all of them you know last three months still stood by and very much uh very much appreciated them so uh a huge shout out to clifford fraser jesse kolenberg joshua davis neil flanagan jonathan mayer hot topic joe ryan crossley vivian urbina my godfather jesus steve feast rachel sayarto uh, the little Patrick Swayze, Lucy Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, uh, the Kings of Sword podcast, and Darren Kissler. Uh, Drew, what do you guys got going on over the draft pod this week?
2: We have uh, the beginning of the Halloween takeover, much with the Zoe, which is always uh, brought to you by Wes Allen, who will, you know, be on the Patreon on this pretty soon, talking the 2003 great movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but he has selected for us a friend, a friend of ours, Courtney Wine, to be our guest. And the topic will be the scariest movie scene. So uh, just find out what makes us all fucking scared, uh, even if it's not a scary movie. Like, you know, maybe like when Grandpa Joe and Charlie are just floating up against that big fan of Bubbles and they almost get
1: chopped up. That scared the shit out of me
2: as a kid. So
1: that might be one of my picks. Or like in Jurassic Park 3 when, uh, you know, Alan wakes up and there's, and no one's in the plane and the plane's going down and he looks over and there's just a raptor and the raptor goes, Alan, and he goes, (laughs) and wakes up. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Head on over to the draft pod. Uh, you know, check, check the boys out over there. Um, we recently did an episode not too long ago, um, which was fun. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, it's been a long, it's been a long episode this week, you know, we're just, we're getting back on that bicycle, I don't know if that's a turn of phrase, uh, but, uh, fourth PWT cast this week, I've been Scrump, I've been Drew, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show, we've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so,
0: I must bid you adieu, goodbye, and good night. bang bang.